Steady Picks Radio. Welcome into Happy Hour. I'm your host, Ricky. I'm here with my co-host, Michelle. How we doing? How's it going, Ricky? It's going well. Going well. Coming off a big weekend. I heard. I heard. And I feel like this is a great new tune to like lead us into that. It is. And I want to give a shout out to Mo Lauda and the Humble, who just released their new album. It's available on all streaming platforms. It's definitely worth checking out. It's a good it's a good one. They got jams for days, Michelle. Pretty much all of the music that we have on the podcast are all Mo Lauda tunes. Um, so yeah, shout out to them. Be sure to check them out. Mo Lauda and the Humble. Awesome. So I want to start off, Ricky. I'm gonna I wanna cut you off and get get right into it. I saw you posting some nice looking tickets this weekend. I did. I did. How did you feel about that, Michelle? Because I actually caught a little bit of backlash. Well, I should say on both both ways, but some backlash about posting those. Did it did it rub you the wrong way? I don't think so. I think honestly, we we promote such uh, responsible betting. I think it's okay for you to post them every once in a while. To be honest, that's my opinion, at least. I see it both ways because. When you see the tickets going around on like social media, it might be pushing like $500,000 tickets and these like massive bets or these crazy hits that are like kind of unrealistic. I didn't really like feel like I was doing that at all. You know, I'm a like an honest, you know, relatively young guy betting within my means. I openly admit that I lose in the UFC a lot. So I like I enjoyed having a having a good night, posted some of the tickets and I don't know. Do you think it's do you think it's like when you include the dollar amounts that it starts to get opinions? Probably, but I think it's hard not to. But it, I feel like, you know, devil's advocate, it's nice to see that you're actually taking the picks that you're promoting. Yeah, and I hope everybody knows on that Ricky card, I bet everything always, but um yeah, and you know, the other thing with like the unit amounts and stuff, Michelle, and to reiterate why I just like love keeping stuff at a unit rather than showing money. And I wish I could have done that with those tickets. There's always going to be someone out there betting more, betting less. I feel like you should never compare yourself to um, anybody. You know, like you should be betting what you're comfortable with, whatever that is. And it's between you and your phone, you know, like unless I put it out for 50,000 people. And I don't think that you, uh, you overdo it. Like everything, things in moderation. Um, I, I, do you have something to say? I was going to ask you a question, honestly, because I follow a couple of the, couple of these, um, accounts on Instagram that bet sports bet for a living. And they're the ones that are betting these big numbers that I can't fathom to do, but I wanted to ask you, would this ever be, um, a career you wanted to, to pursue? That's a great question. I would never want to have my income be based on like exclusively sports betting. That would terrify me, Michelle. Absolutely terrify me. Something with no control. You literally have no control over it for the most part. You obviously have your tools and resources, but you're not playing the game. Would you? I'll flip that question back to you. And Absolutely we'll, we'll talk about not. This. I... I keep my units low. I could go higher if I really wanted to, but I do it f- purely for leisure. 
it is it's a way to uh, make a game a little bit more exciting for me. So for me, I like to have a steady income. I like to know what I'm bringing in every week, but that's my personality trait. So that's interesting. And I love that you were just like honest about that because for me, while my my income and well-being is not based off my betting, I am not doing it for fun in the sense like I'm trying to make money. My process is in place for someone who like by using units, by tracking your bets, by doing all these like little things, it's easier to tell how it's working out from like a, a finance standpoint, right? Absolutely. And if you're betting for fun, you probably don't do all that. Yeah, it's just interesting to think about like, um, you know, why are you betting? Yeah, I feel like for me, if I could make a little extra little coin every month, you know, to buy those things that I wouldn't necessarily buy for myself on my, my normal income, it's a win. And if I can't afford it with my, my winnings, then so be it. I don't need it. These are my, like, this is my, like, uh, my fun money, if that makes sense. I think, um, like, some of the challenges of being a full-time sports better outside of just winning, a lot of people don't realize, too, like, how hard it is to, like, maintain a sports book account with, as, as a winner, you know, and I'm not saying, again, that I am, but, like, these guys have... 50, these guys that really are out here like making a living on betting have fucking 50 phones, use 800 different books. They got like the processes are crazy that you have to go through in order to get the amount of money down you need. Like forget winning, you know, yeah. it's like that's that's the first hurdle and then 10 other things. But I honestly think that no matter how wealthy I ever became, there's no like amount of wealth that would make me bet crazy amounts of money. Like, you know, it's just, it's interesting. I agree. I don't, I would never want it to take away the, I don't know how to word this, but like, I, I like watching sports and I don't ever want it to take that away. You, you feel like if it started to become, I, I think if this was my income, I wouldn't enjoy it. Um, that's a good point too. I, I don't even know, like, you, I've watched some of those shows, I think, I forget what show it was, but they don't even watch the games anymore, which, that takes away the enjoyment of, of sports, so, yeah. for me, then this is, you know, everybody to each their own, but. I even, um, I recently, like, pitched Steady Picks at a, uh, like, a local business thing, just to kind of get some feedback, Michelle, and. This one guy, I can't, I can't stop thinking about this. He, he kept going back to like, if your information is so great, you know, and the picks are so good and you guys are winning and blah, blah, blah. Like, why give that information now? Why wouldn't you guys just be betting and making money? Like, clearly it's Fugazi. Yeah. And, you know, in like a meeting like that, you can never lose your composure. Like, the person asking the question is right, essentially. You just move on. But in my head, I'm like... Do you not know how hard it is? Like, I could literally have the fucking scores to the games beforehand. And do you know how hard it would be for me to maintain winning? Like, and not even that, but I think it's challenging when people fail to understand that, like, we enjoy 
making content to help people win and help give them better habits. And like, that's what we're passionate about is the content and, you know, providing this. We're not a, we're not pick sellers who like are claiming to have VIP winners every day. You know, it's, there's this drink called liquid death or some liquid, something crazy like that. And I can't help, but always feel like steady picks is this drink because on the surface, this liquid death thing sounds like it's like the worst thing ever. And then you dig into it and it's like they actually just use the name to be like clever. It's like all natural water and everything about the product is good. And I feel like Steady Picks is like that where the initial thought is like pick sellers. They're, they're lying about their records. They're this, they're that. And it's just not. It's just not. And once you realize what it is, you feel different. It's just crazy, yeah. Are we going down a rabbit hole, Michelle? I feel like we are, but I think it's important information. Okay, so for the the remainder of the episode, we're going to talk some UFC. We're going to talk some college basketball, but um, let us know, like, if you – let us know what you guys think about this because – And if we – if majority of people tell us that they hate seeing the tickets, that's that's important for us to know, so. And I think it's actually the opposite. I think more positive – but the negative was just like, again, you know, maybe it's larger than someone thought. Maybe it's smaller. You're just never going to please. I agree. Ricky, throw on the story today. I don't know if you've done this yet, but throw on the story a poll. Um, you know how you could do like Thoughts the, on posting tickets? Yeah. Like it or dislike it? Because I think that's that'd be helpful going forward. All right. Sounds good. I'll do that. Um, all right. Back to the show. Um, first things first in the UFC, cause this is kind of wild. Did you know that leading up to the Valentina Shevchenko fight, every single favorite had won on the card? Really? And hold on, let me just pull this card up real quick. But yeah, and the reason, I don't know if you know this, Michelle, but the one thing about the UFC is the dog's cash. Every card, there's at least a few, it feels like, that um, that come through. Usually some big ones. So when we had hit the co-main event and not a single dog had cashed, it for me, I'm thinking either this is it, Alexa Grasso is going to be the one to get it done, and Joe Pfeiffer is going to be a fucking hero, or John Jones is fucked. Like, he's the final leg in the parlay, if this one goes through, this is this is not looking good for John Jones. Is where my head was at. All right, I mean that was a. There were some really good fights. There was also some really good finishes. Uh, like let's, I, yeah, let's go. Let's go through and just touch the notable ones okay. real quick. Because let me tell you something. I had a night. Did you? I, I a had a night. night. Did oh. Ricky have a night? Like in the sense, you put up the picks. Well, they don't put up my picks, first of all. Okay, so I, we've stopped officially putting up Ricky's UFC picks. We haven't. They just decided, I guess I'm I'm not really worthy to, to have mine posted, which is okay, but I sent them out um, to, like, a ton of people on Instagram. So a lot of people will back me that uh, 
I did well. Okay. Okay, so let's just run through the card real quick. The first fight that I really, um, I guess, in, you know, kind of caught my eye was Ian Machado Gary almost got fucking knocked out. Yes, I did see that. He ends up getting a late finish, which was huge because most people bet him to win by finish. He was a minus 730 on the money line. Um, but this fucking guy almost got knocked out. It was it was kind of crazy. Um, so there just just one note there, but he cashes. Is he before we move on, is he worthy enough to like do the McGregor? Like do his his so winning. So you saw that fight. Yeah, the the, the celebration. Yeah, the arm thing, and then was it the giddy gritty whatever their kids are calling it these days? Like I, I don't know. If you ask me, like he almost got knocked out. This dude is, has a lot of hype. I'm not gonna lie. He's he's from Ireland, which is why he like gets no, linked to I, McGregor. I understand that, but is he worth like? Does he have the clout yet? The clout. Is, he's is undefeated. He, I, I mean. Let's let's pull him up real quick. He's ten and zero. He has he has four wins in the UFC, two by decision, two by TKO. He's a welterweight. Like yeah. I found him to be a bit obnoxious, but I Conor McGregor is obnoxious too, and he's very good at his sport. So I guess he's not ranked. So I mean, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I guess as he levels up in competition. Um, but it's funny you say that because as I watch that fight, I'm looking at this guy as someone to fade moving forward. Like if we could get a decent opponent against this kid who clearly the books price him at a premium, I'll be all over the dog when, uh, you know, I'm with you, Michelle. I see what you're saying. I do uh, like just before we move on, these kind of fighters, like I can't stand them, but I look forward to watching them. It's like a, it's like almost like you said, Taking the other side, I like look forward to him getting knocked out. <laughs> so, you're whether you're watching to watch him win or lose, exactly you know, watching. But all right, the next one that was a little bit wild was um, Derek Brunson and uh, Drikus Duplessis or Duplessis, whatever he, his name is. He got fucked up in the first round, Michelle. I did see this one too. Yeah, it wasn't looking good, but um, I believe Derek Brunson's. Uh, his team threw in the towel at the end of the second round. And uh, Drikus Duplessis gets the W. Like, do you think that they have, like, a safe word? Like, did Derek tell his team to, like, throw in the towel? Like, because you don't see throwing in the towel very often. Honestly, I know nothing about that, so I don't even want to, like, really comment. But, yeah, I think that might have been one of the first times I saw it happen. And, um it sounded like the, the commentators really agreed with it, too, and so he, he was kind of, like, getting fucked up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, next fight, Cody Garbrandt. I just read something interesting about this. He was, like, injured. He, um, I guess he had a neck surgery or something along the lines of that and couldn't, like, had a no movement or feeling in his arm during this fight, but he edged it out. Wow. This was one of my bets. I had a full unit on Cody. Um, he looked good. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, I had some people messaging like, "Oh, Cody's going out sad today. He's headed to bare knuckle after this." Like, yeah, people are like cruel, man. But he shut him up. He wins. 
Bo Nickel. That's a Penn State. Wow. What a finish. That guy is like a uh what is that big Hype. snake called? Anaconda. A, yeah. Like he he squeezed that man. Yeah. It was uh that man looked like he was gonna pop if he <laughs> squeezed any harder. Like I don't know if I've ever seen anybody so like intense like that. I um I heard today that Jamie Pickett's management is filing like a grievance because they think that he got need um in the in the male parts uh-huh. and that impacted him getting taken down and being put in that position and uh they were I saw like a video of Bo Nickel reacting to it and he pretty much just like laughed it off but the tickets cash first round submission um he was a big deal at Penn State though that's like I don't know if if a lot of the listeners know like what wrestling means to Penn State but the school is, uh, you know, very much a – they take their wrestling very serious. They're yeah. very good. Um, Jalen Turner and Gamrot. This one was wild. I don't know if you saw it. I was on the dog. You watch this one? I don't think I saw this one. Really good fight. Really entertaining. Jalen Turner had him in trouble, I thought. Like, he almost ended the fight, it felt like. Um, a couple times, but this guy Gamrod is really good wrestling and grappling. Um, I think he's a pretty tough out for everybody, but it was a good fight. I could live with a loss on the dog here. Um, this guy's so big, Michelle Turner. I think they call him like the tar- tarantula or something, but oh, yeah, I he's so Turner. big in there. Is he isn't he just lengthy? Yeah, he's like tall and long, um, big wingspan. All right, Michelle, a few more fights I just want to run through. Jeff Neal and Shavkat Rachmanov. This fight was crazy. This fight was actually crazy. These two... These two just beat the shit out of each other, really, Michelle. Um, This was actually Sean Brady's best bet. And I think the man deserves some credit because Jeff Neal... Like, I think... Most fighters in this division would have been knocked out with some of the shots that Jeff Neal landed. Like, this dude, Shavkat, is a different type of animal, it seems, but did you see this one? I did not. Oh, this is the one you should go watch. Yeah, this is the one. We'll we'll play it in the office today. But, I mean, he actually got a bonus despite missing weight, which is something that's pretty rare. Dana White was saying, like, get this man paid. I don't care if he missed weight. But he gets submitted in the third round. Um, moving to the next fight, one of the biggest upsets in a long time. Alexa Grasso submits Valentina Shevchenko. Alexa looks like the nicest person. She does. She, she just does. looks like, like that friend. Like, yeah, you don't. Uh, it's it's crazy because if you saw her probably like in a normal setting, you would you. Probably wouldn't imagine she's a, a fighter, but I mean she she's a what was this a round four submission? She definitely had her moments throughout the fight. I think Shevchenko had her moments as well, but I mean Joe Pfeiffer called this one on the best bets. I know a lot of our staff took it. Quarter, was that your ticket that you posted? That was my ticket, and keep in mind. Any tickets that we ever post with their stuff, 
obviously those guys can't bet. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Good, 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 good thought, though, because... So you, Ricky, made some money this weekend. If that I was did. your ticket, then you made some money. I made over four units in the UFC alone. Wow. I did, and I, I usually lose, so I, I deserve to... Yeah, you want to yeah. pat in the back? Sure. All right. Um, That was a great one by Joe Pfeiffer, though. Yeah, great pick. Final fight, John Jones... Um, what can you say? A quick win? A very quick win. I did not expect expect that at all. Honestly. I They're, did. Those men are both big men. What's their weight, like in the 200s? Uh, I, I don't know exactly what they came in at. They're heavyweights. But when John Jones came in to the champ is here, that, what, a, what an electric moment. Did you see that? I did. It's I did. Jam it, like, he had two songs, didn't he? Uh, I think, yeah, they, like, play something before, and then when he gets out there, they, they drop the, the real one. But, I mean, a lot of people were, I guess, disappointed that they didn't get to see more of a fight. Mm-hmm. For me, because I had a large bet on it, I didn't care if this fight lasted a fucking second. You know, I just wanted to get a win. But, yeah, I mean, quick win. Don't know really what to say about it other than uh, this guy's awesome. Did you, I don't know who the fighter's name is, but the, they interviewed the guy he'll he'll be fighting over the summer. Stipe. Yeah. Did you watch that? I was going fucking ballistic after Honestly, the ticket cash. I didn't. I felt so bad for the reporter. He gave her nothing. I think he shook. To be honest, I think he's a little nervous. After watching that, wouldn't you be a little yeah, nervous I wouldn't want fighting to get in this the ring. guy? Yeah, absolutely not. But it was, it was an interesting interview. He... That's great. <laughs> like very short answers. Um, it was kind of like a worthless interview, but it'll be nice to see John Jones fight again in the next coming months. Yeah, and it sounds like that's really the only committed fight. You know, like I heard even Dana White saying, uh, like he could retire after that, or they have no certainty other than the Stipe fight with John Jones. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll be excited to watch that. The one thing I also want to say that's hilarious, um, the YouTube video, the Brady Bag Show, mm-hmm. which, again, can't say enough good things about this show and what an edge it gives, like, MMA betters in general to hear high-level guys predicting the fights. But so many comments of people talking shit about the John Jones pick. These guys can't... D- you know, I don't know, like, exactly what the comments were, but there was some, sh- like, they were hating on these guys' picks. I really hope uh, this week's episode, the boys bash. Every I hope they bit. saw it. I hope they went through every comment and, like, made a comment to each one of those people. Like There was at- a comment, Michelle, I, and I quote, this person probably deleted it, Shevchenko or um, Alexa Grasso to win with all these laughing things. And I remember that one specifically because when Alexa Grasso won – I, like that that comment literally popped yeah. into my head. I saw that fucker and I was like, yeah. It's amazing what people do behind a behind a computer screen. Maybe we should uh, set up a meet and greet for all these people. No, this is the thing, Michelle. You need to learn to love hate comments. Oh, I think it's hilarious. But they're helping. They're, they're, you're adding engagement to the video. You're, you know, like. Yeah, no, it is. I love a little hate. I, I think it's hilarious. 
If you don't have hate comments, Michelle, you haven't gotten anywhere yet. I no, I agree. I mean, I think though it's funny when it's like if it's like a young woman like me, young small woman, have hate comments because I'm sure they they say that to my face. But like you You know, I mean, I've never gotten hate comments, but I'm just saying if I got a hate comment, you getting bullied. But I do think it's funny, like, that these people would never say it to those two, those three men. Oh, they wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, comments are comments. Yeah. But I really think anybody who takes the time to write something, I'm thankful for it because they they watched, you know? They're, exactly. They're a fan at they the end of the day. They gave a view. So. All right. Enough UFC from the non-UFC guy. I made money, though, so and I had a blast watching these fights. Um, And we'll leave it there, Michelle. Leave it there. All right. College basketball. How'd you do this weekend? Not that good, truthfully. But I didn't – I was, like, primarily betting the UFC. Um, I had two small plays on Saturday, and I bet UConn, who was a steady picks play as well. So didn't get credit for a win on my card, but my betting account did. All right. Um, so what I want to do here, Michelle, let's get a little Molata back in here. What I'd like to do here is I'm going to give you all of the bets that I made. Okay. And just give you like a note or two about why I made, I picked this team. Because they're not, I'm not throwing, you know, dirt at the wall here. There's strategy behind it. Give me an elevator pitch. On on my bets? Yeah. Like, I want you to run through these. We just got in the elevator. We're going to floor eight. Floor Floor eight. Oh, floor eight. All right. Floor eight. So I got some time. Yeah. Let's hear you rattle these off. Let's start with, let me just pull up uh, goodoldsteadypicks.com, which these are posted here now, Michelle. So first one, Miami to win. I'm just pulling up my bet real quick. Got to have the number. We're on floor one. I know. I'm, uh, this is, I'm not getting a second meeting. Fuck this up. Okay. Here we are. Miami to win the ACC at plus 350 over at Unibet, Michelle. They're asking why, why, Ricky, why? It's very simple, why? Offense. Offense, offense, offense. This team ranks 13th in offensive uh, efficiency via Kempom. Top 25 in effective field goal percentage. They can shoot the lights out. They have a great coach in Jim Laranega. They made a run last year, Michelle. This team made a deep run in the tournament last year, and I think they're primed to do so again. So half unit, I love this bet. All right, so Miami plus 350. Next, and we're going to go with a different tune here. Ooh, what's this one? All right, next one. Oh, this tune... This tune fits. Yeah, this one we're going. <laughs> Roll Tide, Alabama. But let me tell you why. Because this team absolutely fucked me on Saturday, Michelle. This was one of the most nonsense games I've ever seen when they played Texas A&M. I'm going to go on record and say if these teams meet again, it's a max play on Bama. They shot like... I think they maybe hit like two three-pointers the entire game. It was bad. They still only lost by six. The refs did everything they could do to give that game to AM. 
I think the roll tide roll through Michelle. Um, what did you get this in at? This one. I need longer clips of the music, by the way. Tough to. Uh, plus 150. Unibet. Right. Next one. We'll start moving quicker, sorry. Creighton to win the Big East. I really like this Creighton team. Um, they actually fit the bill that a lot of people look for in a champion. Those those Kempom rankings, Michelle, that we talk about. But I think they're really good on both sides of the ball. And I'm, I'm willing to take a flyer at this price. Really only UConn, I think, is their, their biggest threat in here. Um, so that's what we'll do. Next one. And when did you get that one at? Creighton? Yeah. Points bet. Points Plus bet. 350. Okay. Yep. Um, we are going with UCLA to win the Pac-12. I've talked about this a lot, how sold I am on this UCLA team. Second in the nation defensively. Top 25 offense. They're riding a huge winning streak going into things here. I think they win this tournament, and I think they go on and make a run after this. So, love this bet, Michelle. That one I got in. This one specifically, you want to make sure you shop around because I got a plus 110 at DraftKings, but it was like minus 120 at other books. Oh, okay. Good to know. Um, and when did you put that in today? All of these were made before the show today. Okay. Yep. I'm still pissed. All my uh, other bets that we talked about, Michelle, the season winners that I thought I bet conference winners, yeah. all lost. Really? So pissed. Yeah. But, okay, next one, Illinois to win the Big Ten. This one, Unibet, has an 18-1 to 1 at Illinois. Most of the market is nowhere near that number, so they're a good team with a lot of value there, um, and I really like a flyer bet. I took Kansas State to win the Big 12 for similar reasons at plus 800. Just a really well-rounded team, Michelle. I mean, Kansas State, their offense can be a bit shaky at times, but this is a really good defense. Yeah, I like them. I like them a lot. I think they play TCU on Thursday. That should be a good game. A uh, few more here. These ones are my flyers. Iowa State to win the Big 12, 12 to 1. Again, big defense. Some questions about the offense. I took Oklahoma to win the Big 12 at 75 to 1. Um, it just that price seems crazy. They're coming off a big win on Saturday, and they beat a lot of the, the top teams in the Big 12 already. So it's their only way in the tournament to, to win this. Um, so I like the fire there. Last one, New Mexico to win the Mountain West, 12 to 1. Um, again. <laughs> I feel like you don't have a reasoning for this one. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing with this one is I feel it might be their only way in. Really good offense. So, we'll yeah, see. Throw a dart at the wall with that one. Point one unit? Yeah. Point one unit. Go to the website for all of the unit amounts. I actually don't feel I did very well explaining these bets, but please know we're going to do well with them. All and right. If you ever I have questions, you can, uh, people can reach out to you for your explanation, right? You're always willing to give a chat. Always willing to give a chat. 
Um, Are we going to yeah. get anything from uh, Donnie? I know this is his specialty. Donnie's bets will all be on the website. I'm going to do probably an episode with him um, later in the week, too. Because right. we got to really dive into these. And final bet, I'm on the Donnie's tonight. Taking on Gonzaga. Plus 14 and a half. They're not a bad team, Michelle. Right. They're not a bad team. And it's another team that might... These San Francisco Dons might need a win here to, uh, like, sitting at 20 and 13 in a conference that isn't going to put a whole lot of teams in. I don't know. All right. Should be a good game. What else you got? Anything before we roll out? No, I think that's it. I'm excited for this week, and next week's going to be even better. So it's nice to have things to look forward to. Yep. Steady Picks Radio. We'll talk to you later in the week. Think the world is rising.